Hey, welcome to Doing Life with Ken and Tabitha. We are so pumped that you're tuning into this podcast. It has been designed for people just like you. We want to do life with you, share our wins, our defeats, our ups and our downs in hopes that you'll grow closer to God and to the people that you love in your life. Sit back and enjoy today's podcast. All right. What's up, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to Doing Life with Ken and Tabitha. We're so glad that you tuned in today. We love you. Just know that we're always praying for you. We're going to have a good time today. I hope you grab your pen, your paper, get somebody who's tuning in, wants to tune into this. You know, we really believe that sharing is caring and caring is sharing. If you've been blessed by our content, know that we release a new show every Tuesday and Thursday. And if you hit the subscribe button or the download button, you can be the first to grab hold of the content. And so, sweetheart, are you ready for this today? I'm ready. Let's go for it. I know you were born ready. And so today's topic is is entitled five things that every woman needs to know about a man. How you feel about that there? I think that's going to be very good. Yeah. What comes to your mind with the topic before we get into it too deep? I mean, you know, just after being married for 23 years, uh-huh. uh, I can't tell you how many things I've learned about a man. Obviously there's a lot more to learn. Praise <laughs> God. <laughs> I will. I just feel like smacking you right now, but. It's okay. It is okay. But, um, man, I, I, we just released a segment um, a little bit ago, and it was like five things that every woman needs to know, mm-hmm. a wife needs to know about mm-hmm. improving her sex life, and five things every husband needs to know about improving her se- their sex life. And some of the comments from the ladies was amazing. It was almost they assumed and they prejudged what we were going to say, and they took it offensive without hearing the whole thing. Wow. Almost like we were just releasing a segment to come after women. Wow. And that's never I what mean, we're going to do. It's it's unfortunate, but, you know, I kind of, if I could take their side for a minute, and and not that they were right, mm-hmm. but that just proves that there are people who are hurting. Uh-huh. There are people who are in bad situations in their marriage and they need help uh-huh. because you heard this one little clip and you responded in uh-huh. that way. Uh-huh. That's we're, we're touching sensitive spots there. And that's what we want to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, we didn't do this just because we had nothing else. To right. Do. We wanted it to bring value to people. Right. We wanted it to bring value to relationships. But truthfully, I don't think the posture that people should have is like, Oh, let me judge all of the content based upon a 30 second clip or a 60 second clip because we will never release content that's one sided. So just like we have five things every woman needs Uh to know about a man, Uh you best believe we're about to release five things every man needs to know know about about a woman. woman. And so I think the best posture is not a posture like, well, he don't do this and he don't do that Mm -hmm. or vice versa. Mm -hmm. It's always being pliable, teachable and introspective to say, well, what can I change or improve about me to be a better spouse? Absolutely. And I love that. I'm kind of like a self-feeder. Um, I read tons of books, but the books that I like to read are not like, um, not they're, they're not fiction or stories and things like that. I like to read like nonfiction, mm-hmm. things about how I can be a better person, how I can be a better wife, a better mother, mm-hmm. how I can just, um, you know, be more healthy. And I think that's the approach that I take to, toward our marriage as well. Mm-hmm. Just like when I hear something now, if I hear something about a man mm-hmm. or a woman, if there's any type of like nuggets, value, mm-hmm. juice that I can squeeze from it, I take it and apply it mm-hmm. um, because I want to be better. And what I've learned in marriage mm-hmm. is that if I'm better, then my marriage will be better. It reminds me of something a a pastor, a very successful pastor told me years ago. He says, if you want to grow your church, you got to grow yourself. Mm. And many times we're trying to fix our relationship, but haven't made a commitment to fix ourselves. Yes. Like if you grow mentally, emotionally, and spiritually, 
it will in turn so true. cause your marriage and your relationship to be better. It's so true. And I say that a lot too, just like with wise. Well, I want my marriage to be so much better. I want my marriage to be better. I just feel like it could be better. Mm-hmm. And my first thing is not as a, um, like a put down or anything, but just like, okay, what have you done to get better? Right. Because right. when you're better, like you said, your marriage will be better. For those of you all who are newer to our show, we've been married for 23 mm-hmm. years and, um, we have been in ministry for about 20 years and uh, we get an opportunity to talk to so many couples and counsel so many different people. And, but what I found out is that the average man doesn't really understand the woman mm-hmm. and the average woman doesn't really understand right. the man. And I want to talk in generalizations because mm-hmm. some people do, they understand a little bit or so forth and so on. But what I mean is that the average woman, I don't believe, tell me if I'm wrong, really understands a man's point of view, a man's warfare, a man's temptation, what a man's struggle, what he's been through. Yeah. And so it's really hard for a woman, some women to relate to men because they just haven't done what's necessary to to try to better understand a man. I think that's so true. And I think, um, we don't, we just don't understand each other. And I think if we understood each other more then we would value each Mm -hmm. other more Mm -hmm. if we understood. Um, and then if, if we understood the man's role and the women's role more then Mm -hmm. we would value each other more. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, right now where we are in society is just, we just don't value each other. Mm -hmm. We devalue the man. Okay. We devalue the woman, you know, putting each other into categories and groups. Well, all men, all women act like this. Uh All men act like this Uh because we've had bad experiences, Mm -hmm. things like that. And so then we group everyone in one category Uh and we say this, and that's dangerous because, you know, we can just say, you know, I am woman, hear me roar. Mm -hmm. I don't need a man. Well, right. That, that all of that language there sounds like the women's lib movement. Yeah. Um, now, we're all for women empowerment. Absolutely. You actually are the founder and the leader of Pio Women, mm-hmm. which is a ministry that really helps women pile their life mm-hmm. or pioneer, pioneer. their life. Mm-hmm. That means to be the first to go to college, the first to be in business. And we are all about women empowerment because for far too long, there has been like an oppressive thing mm-hmm. upon women, especially in the church. Mm-hmm. And we want to lift it because we believe we need the voice of women. We, mm. meet, we need a, anointed women. But my whole thing is like, the empowerment of women is not the undermining of man. Yes. And I think that's the difference between the, the women's lip movement. So to say, it's almost a lifting up of men to the, um, of women to the mm-hmm. demise of man. Mm-hmm. And that's not what we're saying. We're yeah. saying that we both can be equally lifted up. Yeah. Uh-huh. We get that so much twisted in the world, I think. And, and I don't think the body of Christ should be like that in the world. You know, we get into the political war and in order for me to win, I got to push someone else down. Uh-huh. And that's not how it is in right. the body of Christ. Right. No, we celebrate one another. Uh-huh. And in, when I lift someone up, that makes me stronger. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Um, and so I just think, yeah, if we can just learn to value each other, uh-huh. learn each other's strengths and, uh, and, and value those, mm-hmm. um, support each other in their weaknesses. Uh-huh. You know, I'm reminded it's just that we don't compete w- with one another. We complete one we another, complete each other. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that, uh, mm-hmm. we'll all be better. So when I say most women, not, not most, I mean, I'm stereotyping, but many women mm-hmm. don't understand a man and there's many men who don't understand a, women, mm-hmm. a woman. Um, it makes me feel like we just need to do a better job getting understanding yeah. of how we're uniquely made. Yeah. Now, this is what I believe. I believe that men and women are created equal in the eyes of God. Mm-hmm. Galatians chapter three says it, that there is no more male or female, yeah. but we're one in Christ Jesus. 
it does not eradicate gender. What it's just saying is that when you give your heart to Jesus, there is not a this one is the best in God's eyes. We've all been made in the image and likeness of God. Mm -hmm. And I think that's important for people to know that when it comes to male and female, um, these two roles have specific parts that we play to Mm -hmm. humanity and to society. And they are equally important because we are equally valued in the eyes of God. Mm. And I just feel like there are some people that try to put one value, like I'm a woman, I don't need no man, I make my own money. But truthfully, you do need a man. Yeah. And then there's man like, I don't need no woman. She do this for me and do that for me and cook and clean. No, you do need a mm-hmm. woman. And I think that God has, in his infinite wisdom, made us need each other. Mm-hmm. And so woman of God, you need men in mm-hmm. your life. I'm not saying that you need to be married yeah. or you need a romantic You need uncles. Yeah. You need fathers. You need fathers. You need grandfathers. You need brothers. You need sons. Mm-hmm. And especially for single ladies who are raising men, you need to make sure that your young men you're raising have other strong men in their yes. life in steps to church, yes. in steps mentorship programs, because that is so important. Mm-hmm. You want to speak to that at all? Yeah, I think it's very important. Um, the understanding piece is huge. The understanding piece is huge. The scripture huge. says it this way, with all of your getting, get understanding. Mm-hmm. So if I'm going to get into a marriage, I need to have understanding mm-hmm. on how you're wired, how God has uniquely gifted you, you, me. Yeah. The scripture says that people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. Marriages are destroyed because I haven't done my homework mm-hmm. on you. You haven't done your homework on me. What makes us tick? What makes us go? My fears, my concerns. Wow. And my pressure is just different than yours mm-hmm. and yours is different than mine. And that's why the scripture says, I think it's first Peter. It says three and seven. Likewise, husbands dwell with them according to knowledge, meaning that I need to get the intel on you. Wow. And your information or knowledge is changing. And as you grow, who you are at 47 was different than 27. So I have to continue to do my homework and figure out what you like and don't like. And I think that if we both do that, our relationships are just going to be better. It's so true. Mm -hmm. And I think there are so many women um, who have, and men for that part as well, but who have now grown up without fathers in the home. Right. And Mm -hmm. um, when you don't have the father in the home, Mm -hmm. um, you there's just something missing there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for me, I had, I had a father growing up, like, you know, as early as I can remember until I was six years old. And then the lack of that, mm-hmm. I felt the difference so there. So your dad passed away when you were six years yes, old. Yes. Yes. So you were raised by your grandmother and your mother mm-hmm. combination mm-hmm, of something mm-hmm. like that. And you felt that. Yeah. And I felt that difference <laughs> just, you know, growing up now I see our daughters mm-hmm. And our son growing up in a house with a mother and a father. Uh And I see the difference in their life. I see the role that a father plays and that a man plays. And I value it. Uh I see how you speak into their lives. Mm -hmm. I see how, you know, my son, when you walk into the room, he was all cuddly with mommy. But when daddy walks in, he mans up a little bit. I see when Mm -hmm. my daughters are around you, Uh they kind of, you know, they just love your embrace. Mm -hmm. They become like little girls again. Mm -hmm. And so that's something that you know, for a big part of our society Uh is missing nowadays. And I think um, as women now, we grow up and yeah, I can see why it's like, well, I don't need a man. Uh You know what I mean? Because you never had one. I never had a man that was good. And you never had it. And therefore you don't know the value. Right. You don't know that you need it. 
but you do. You do. We need you each do. other. Men and, that, and women and, and, and need I, each I, I other. I want people to hear that, that that's not a diss yeah, it's to not. those who are out there trying their best to raise their kids. Not at all. But the man just ran off and he's nowhere in sight. Not at all. Homegirl, you got the Father God. He is the man that you need, number mm-hmm. one and foremost. Mm-hmm. But what we're doing in this segment is just trying to add value back onto gender. Right. Because in a day and time where things are gender neutral mm-hmm. or gender not specific, and it's almost like, hey, we don't need male or female. Let's just be human uh. beings. The scripture says something different to us. It says in Genesis 127, God created man in his own image. That's talking about mankind. In the image of God, he created them, male and female, he created them. Mm. So gender as we know it is not a man-made thing. It's actually the intent of God, but not for oppression or division actually for completeness and wholeness. Mm. So when you say we don't compete, but we actually complete, there is divine revelation in that. And I think that we all have to begin to embrace that, that God has given a specific role for women. It's not better than man. God has given a specific role for men. Mm -hmm. It's not better than women, but together it's important that we play our part so we can be everything. It is. God's so, called us yeah, to be. It's, it's so good. And I even like, you know, for women and, and let's talk up to the mother, like women are nurturers. Mm-hmm. We know how to nurture. We know how to incubate, to give birth mm-hmm. to things. Mm-hmm. Um, but the man, the man knows how to speak to identity, yeah. to call things mm-hmm. forth. Just mm-hmm. like Adam in the, in the, in the garden, mm-hmm. God brought him all the animals mm-hmm. and, and Adam named every single one. Right. That's the power of a man. And that's one of the things that a man does is name things. Mm -hmm. And so um, in our generation Mm -hmm. right now, we're dealing with a lot of people who don't know who they are. They don't know their identity. Absolutely. The heart behind the I'm on podcast is storytelling because every mom has a story to tell. I know that when I talk to my friends who are parenting and we share stories, we all end up feeling less alone and more capable of loving our kids well. You can find information everywhere on the internet. Some is bad parenting advice and some is pretty wise. We like to think there's a lot of wisdom on imom.com. And when you combine that signature wisdom with a great story, it brings parenting to life. We want a mom who's listening to see herself and her kids in these stories and rest in the confidence that she is the perfect mom for her kids. Check out the iMom podcast with new episodes every Monday. And, you know, I'm a part of a missions organization and we do a lot of missionary work around the or around the world. And we were going into Los Angeles to be, do missionary work on Skid Row and in the homeless epidemic that's in Los Angeles, et cetera, et cetera. And they did this huge field study. And it came back that the majority of people that are homeless or incarcerated um, come from fatherless homes. Mm. And there was a, di- a direct connect to the absence of a father to homelessness, poverty, and also incarceration. Yes. I mean, the, the, the numbers were astronomical. Mm-hmm. And that's all we're saying is that we need to put some honor yeah. back on the role of a father. Yes. You know, I think we know when it comes to mothers, but I, I want to park here for a minute and Absolutely. just say, let's just talk about men. Mm-hmm. We need male men. Mm-hmm. We need masculinity from like a biblical perspective of masculinity. And we need fathers in the home. We need to value men and undergird men. You know, I was in um, your Pio meeting the other night. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, all these women were getting together. And I really felt like I had a word of the Lord. I just didn't have the opportunity to bring it. Mm. And the word of the Lord at the end was all this empowerment you're getting. Like, yeah, I'm going to go out and I'm going to have a different kind of perspective. And I'm going to be the woman God's yeah. called me to be. At the same time, 
your one of your assignments, this was the word of the Lord, was to go and begin to pray over the men that are in your life and believe God for yes. them to be the men that God's called them to be. Because yes. we don't just need empowered women. We want women who are empowered to also help the men in their life mm-hmm. play their role. Yeah, so it's not that. like, hey, we don't need men. No, it's like, no, we're praying for you. We're believing for yes. you. Man of God, it's time for you to be exactly who God's called you to be. Yeah, I love that. Mm-hmm. And I, I I heard a preacher say a long time ago, and I hope I get this right, but he was just saying, talking about the plan of the enemy. Mm-hmm. And he said, I believe the enemy's plan is to kill the men mm-hmm. and to just overburden the women to where the men are dying in prison for the rest of their lives. They're going to the graveyard early. And then the women are left as mothers carrying a weight that we have not been designed to carry on our own. But you can carry it, but you're not designed to carry it. But it's breaking us down. It's sending us to the hospital. You know what I mean? It's giving us mental, you know, um, disabilities and things like that. So it's just, and and when you put those two together, what do you have for man and woman? What do you have for this, you know, man and women who should be empowered Uh come together Uh and strengthened and have a strong body of Christ defeating the enemy. You know what I mean? Um, With the men dead and the women just left around so tired, Mm -hmm. she goes to bed every night, you Mm -hmm. know, goes to bed late, works out, work late, work. What is that? Goes to bed late, Uh wakes up early. Uh She's tired. Uh She's stressed out. She's exhausted. She's got these kids to take care of. Uh And so, um, yeah, we yeah, we got some work we, to do. We need each other. We need men. So here's five things I, I would think that every woman needs to know about a man. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Are Let's you guys go. ready? Okay. Number one is that he's not a woman. <laughs> you got to know that. That's funny, five. but I know what you mean. Yeah. He doesn't think like a woman. Yeah. He doesn't feel like yeah. a woman. He doesn't behave like a woman. Uh, he doesn't respond like a woman. Why? Because he's not a woman. Because he's not a woman. But it's funny because I talk to a lot of lot of wives right. and it's like they want you to be a woman. Yeah. Well, he doesn't. Well, he does this and he does that. And he, uh-huh. Well, my response is he's a man. Right. And I say it a lot, like not to diss a man. Right. But it's just like, well, he's just a man. He can't help it. I mean, he's, you know, like not to diss okay, you, okay, but he's but, a man. Yeah, but let's bring that. He can't help it. Almost like there's something wrong with us. It is not wrong that a man is a yeah, man. Yeah. A man is going to pass gas. There is nothing <laughs> wrong with that. That's he's what gonna a man He's going to burp does. loudly a and man, inappropriately. Yes, a man is going to do things different than a woman it's not disgusting it's not like oh my god I don't believe he's doing that and he's not as clean as you no he's not a woman right that's my whole thing right and I feel like there's a lot of women that they really want to change their man to the characteristics of a woman Mm -hmm. and that man is not a woman Mm -hmm. he's a man absolutely yeah and and so this is not a reason to get divorced it's not a reason to just fight about it all the time all the time I mean there's some things that you know that you do like that yeah, that I wouldn't necessarily like I'm, I'm I feel like I'm cleaner than you. Uh-huh. I'm more tidy than you. Not uh-huh. that you're messy. You're not a slob or anything. No. But you do like I don't care about clean. Yeah, you don't to the degree you do to the degree that doesn't I do mean that I'm sloppy. Now, what uh-huh. I don't do is go home and be like, oh, he, he always leaves his shoes here and start, you know, just trailing. He picks sure up his shirt. He don't do that. I don't. Don't you try it. When did when did when when did when's the last it just time seems I did like that? Sometimes you got now, an attitude. Now, I will say that I uh, where I have to help on that 
with the kids. Now, the kids is a different issue. I need the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost to help me with the kids, okay? But I feel like I have a better handle on things when right. it comes to you, right. Right. okay? So instead of being like, ugh, picking up shirts and shoes and stuff like that, I'm just like, uh-huh. oh, God bless him. Let me get his stuff. Let me help uh-huh. him out. Well, that's a word for somebody who's watching. Like, you can't make it like there's some sin in the camp. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's a little bit more casual. Like, oh, God bless him. Look how cute yeah, that is. You yeah. Know? You married a man. Mm-hmm. That's what a man He's a man. Does. Take uh, care of your man. You, you feel like you understand me as a man? I feel like I do. Yeah. You know, for the most part, I said, you know, you keep me on my toes, but for the most part, I think I do. I think that would be a better question for you to ask me, uh-huh. to be honest. What? And I wish that we start asking those do questions. Do you feel like I understand you as a man? Not as much as I think you think you understand on me On a scale a of one to 10. Um, I'm probably going to range around six and a half. Woo! I thought you'd give me at least an eight. 23 years and I'm a six and a half? Um, my, my scale is I not clearly have work to do. There's something wrong. My scale is just, I mean, maybe it's a little bit higher. I don't know. My scale okay. is like. But I don't, don't change it. You know, you I'm here know to learn. Or really full, feel fully what mm-hmm. my day is like. Mm-hmm. I don't think you understand my pressures. I don't think you understand my warfare. I don't mm-hmm. think you understand my temptations. I don't think you fully understand because you're not a man. Yeah. And um, I think what I would tell a woman to do is to sit down with her man with a pen and pad and an open heart and just tell me, tell me about your mm-hmm. life. What's the greatest fear you have right now? What's the greatest temptation that you have right now? Yeah. What are the things that you don't like about yourself? What are, the, what are your greatest insecurities? And I think many times we just go through as if that person is going through what I'm going through, but that ain't what a man is going through. The wow. man ain't saying nothing. Yeah. The man is not talking like that. And as a woman, I need you to know that men are not expressing their emotions. Mm. I mean, I might figure out you're crying or you, you're down. A dude will go through with a straight look on his face, but his whole world is falling apart and you won't even know it until you like that cat done checked out. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me, uh-huh. you, you know, how would we for myself mm-hmm. and for other wives? Okay. So you just went off a very quick list of questions uh-huh. like, how are you feeling right now? Uh-huh. What what in your life are you struggling with? Mm-hmm. What can I do to help you? What's the best? How do we do that? How do we approach you? Do we take you to dinner? Is this at night before you go to bed? Like when is the best time that we can like get you to open up about these things? Because I'll say sometimes it's not easy to get you to open up. Yeah. I mean, I, I would assume there's, there's probably not easy for a lot of men to open up, mm-hmm. but I think that's why we have family meetings. Mm-hmm. And I think in the family meetings or times of communication, you got to create a safe place. Mm. So let's say that I'm having a temptation with a woman at work or something. Mm-hmm. If I don't feel like that's a safe place where we can talk about it, like if I open up and say, hey, there's a lady that I work with that I'm attracted to, I don't. And if I feel like you're not secure enough wow. to hear that, if I feel like you're going to fight me about that, if I feel like maybe I've done something to mess that up before and it's going to do nothing, call, I'm going to keep that to myself. Yeah. So somehow you got to figure out how to have enough confidence in God and create a safe place to allow me to come and share my fears and my temptations. Because just because I'm tempted doesn't mean I yeah. want to or I will do. Yeah. And I think that's the problem. Just because um, this happened doesn't mean I'm a failure. And so sometimes a man has a, a fear of saying this to their spouse because they're going to be judged. Yeah. And they're going to be written off. And then he got to go and like walk around everything and tiptoe around everything just because she couldn't handle it. Yikes. And that's why a guy would rather go talk to somebody, a dude another sweaty dude at the pool hall 
that he barely even know than to mm. his wife. And that's why we have to try to figure out how to create that safety yeah. where we're really talking. And I think that what you're, what you're saying right now, okay, well, tell me, how do I do that? Yeah. That's um, like, so to me, I mean, I don't mean to rake you low because we didn't talk about this, but it's more like, yeah, I go through a lot of stuff in my day that's just what I'm going through. And you look like you got your own problems mm-hmm. and your own challenges going on. So it ain't even something that I feel like needs to be talked about unless there was some intentionality yeah. into understanding my manhood. Yeah. You yeah. Know? I hear that. Um, I want to I want to say a couple of things about what you just said, which was a whole lot. Um, first, I want to talk about the ability for the man to feel secure or safe enough mm-hmm. To, se- to tell his wife mm-hmm. the most intimate thoughts right. in his heart. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's say you were attracted to somebody at work. Mm-hmm. Um, how would you say that to me if you didn't feel safe with me, if you thought I was going to now stalk you on your cell phone, show up at work, yeah. giving everybody the eye, yeah, cussing people up. out, calling yeah. people, you know, like, who is, let me know who she is. Let me know. Let me know. I yeah. need to go see her. Like, well, Here's the thing I want a woman to know. The fact that he told you is not a problem. Come on. If he told you, it's not a problem. And that's what I think you got to yeah. understand a man. The fact yeah. that I talk about it, it's yeah. not a problem. The problem is if I ain't saying nothing. Wow. You got to get the guys to where they're talking about it. Because mm-hmm. if he's talking about it, it's not a problem. He needs mm-hmm. some help out of it or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, okay, so <laughs> I need to touch that topic again because I hear ladies. Uh-huh. Okay, I hear their voices. So, uh, um, ooh, is this realistic? Uh-huh. Would a man really tell a wife that he was attracted to someone? Like, is that really real? Or would he go tell his friend? Should he go tell his pastor? Should he find somebody? Like, is this really weird? Like, has this ever happened in the history of men and women? That a husband comes and says, you know what? I'm struggling because I'm attracted to someone else. I don't know. I think I've told you that before, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. But, but so if I'm saying that, I'm basically saying that this person is attractive, but I don't want them. Mm-hmm. But I find them to be attractive because my psychologist told me like this. I even heard, I don't know, Jesse DePlanis or somebody years ago. You need to tell on sin before sin mm, tells on you. That's good. So if you are willing to open up, I found that the temptation of it even goes away mm-hmm. when you talk about it. So I don't know if it's really realistic for everybody. I think that we have built um, a communication, uh, a relationship to where I am comfortable to a degree. Um but maybe he could talk to his pastor or his mm-hmm. mentor. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, yeah. But what I'm saying is, can we grow to the place where we have that kind of confidence uh-huh. in, in, in one another? Yeah. Like this, like this communication thing that's happening mm-hmm. where, you know, I don't know. I don't okay. know. I don't know. You say, is it realistic? I don't know. Okay. You okay. know, I let well. everybody else watching this judge if it's realistic. I think that it, it's a realistic goal. And whether you get there on 100-fold or 60-fold or 30-fold or mm-hmm. no-fold, I think it's a great goal to, to, to get towards yeah. because everybody's situation is different. Yeah. You know, like your wiring seems more confident mm-hmm. and secure maybe than other women. But then there's been seasons where I'm feeling your insecurity be low that I would be maybe less to talk about certain things. Right. And I'm not saying that like I got a lot of stuff to talk about. I'm saying it just trying to share the principles yeah. with people. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Let's go that. to number two. Um, this is what a woman would need to know about a man. He's under more pressure than you will ever know. Mm. Mm-hmm. Your husband is caring more than you ever realize. And I know you're busy. I know you got the kids. I know you're, you know, in a traditional home fixing food and whatever have you. I know you got your own your investments and portfolio and everything mm. that you're doing. And I know you're both under warfare, yes. but he's under a different kind of pressure. 
Why? Because he's in the office of a man. Mm-hmm. And in the and, and it's just like like you can be in ministry. And I hear people say this all the time. I, I got lead pastors coming to me. I had no clue. I was a youth pastor for so many years. I was an assistant pastor for so I had no clue. I started a church. It's about to kill me. Yeah. Because you were the second chair and you just didn't have the warfare that the first chair had. Mm -hmm. And I know you thought you were pastoring and ministering just like your lead pastor was. But when you say yes to this apostleship, get ready for a whole nother kind of devil. Mm -hmm. We're both living a life. But in the order of God, God has given the husbands the role to lead. Mm -hmm. And that's why it says wives submit to husbands. It's not that the wife is supposed to be the slave to the husband. Mm -hmm. It means that he is the responsible one. Mm -hmm. He is the leader. And if the devil's going to attack anybody first, he's going to attack the leader. He's yeah. taking out the president. He's taking out the general. He's taking out whoever will drastically affect the rest of this team. The office of being a husband or a father or a man has a different kind of warfare. Mm. That's not to minimize yours. It's just to let people know that yeah. it is different and it's yeah. serious. Um, it's <laughs> different. And, you know, like you said, yeah, as wives, we do. We have another weight. Uh-huh. It doesn't make one weight, strong, you know, you know, better or worse than the other mm-hmm. um, because my weight is more I, I can't carry another weight it's mm-hmm. it's as strong as I could ever you know like right. I, th- this is my weight right. and I can't compare it to yours and right. so you know we do have our own weights but I like to look at you know as a wife when when I look at you and when I pray for you um, I like to just I take it personal Uh and I know that biblically you are the head of our family. You would be the president. I would be the the vice president. You're the pastor of our family. Yes. You're the pastor of my family. And so when I pray, I know that the enemy's goal is to take you out before Mm -hmm. they would take out anybody else. Mm -hmm. Because if they can take you out, they're more likely to take me out and the rest of the family. And what does that do for you? Because you know that what position does that put you? Um, it, it causes, causes me to just undergird you more. Okay. It causes me to be give you more support uh-huh. um, to have your back. Right. Um, I feel like, okay, if you're facing this direction, baby, I got you over here. Okay. It, it causes me to team up with you, but it causes me to understand that weight that you're talking mm-hmm. about. Because we can get, you know, honestly, as a woman, mm-hmm. you know, even as I was sitting here listening to you say, you know, like, oh, but, but the man has a weight. Mm-hmm. It almost makes me feel like, Oh, my, your weight's heavier than mine. Mm-hmm. And, um, like I'm weaker than you and all of this stuff. And yes and no, because the woman is the weaker vessel. Mm-hmm. Of course. I think it's a leadership principle. Uh-huh. Okay. You are an employee. Just know your employer mm-hmm. has a different kind of weight. Yep. Okay. You're on a team. Mm-hmm. Just know that the owner of the team yeah. has a different kind of weight. Y- you just got to know yeah. that the higher you go in leadership, it is not to demise another, mm-hmm. but it is a revelation. That, Absolutely. Okay, this man, like the devil wants to take out my husband. Mm-hmm. He Absolutely. Wants to take out my, the, the, the father of my kids. He mm-hmm. wants to take them out mm-hmm. first and foremost. And I think then you're in a position where you can really pray. Right. And kind of be a part of the answer more than a part of the right. problem. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Um, all right. Number three, what I want a woman to know about a man is that he doesn't want to have to deal with you when he Ooh. comes home. What does that mean? <laughs> Deal yeah, you. let me let me preface this one because we were listening to a podcast um, not too long ago or something on social media. And the woman was like, yeah, I ain't got a man. I ain't got a man because no man really want to deal with me. When right. No man can handle no man this. can handle this. I'm this, that and other. No man can handle this and deal with all this. 
And there was a very successful man that was like, the last thing I want to do is need to deal with somebody when I come home or handle this. Like all of the businesses that I have and the responsibilities that I have and the employees that I have, the last thing I need from my helpmate yeah, and yeah. my wife <laughs> that I married is to have to deal with all she is when yeah. I come home. Man, I need somebody speaking life over me and come praying on. for me and being there to support me and being a confidant and being a friend so and somebody that I can bounce things off of. I do not want to deal with mm-hmm. you. Now, that's one thing that I, th- I think I would score high in that area, not to toot my own horn, but I work very hard on that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, our kids are older. Our youngest is 11 years old now, about mm-hmm. to turn 12. But I mean, even when the kids were younger, you know, and I was at home, taking care of the kids you'd come home from work I made sure that they were like okay daddy's home we celebrated daddy coming home they'd give you a kiss all of that sometimes made made you gifts and things like that but I took it um like I took it serious to allow you to come home Mm -hmm. and like go into your man cave or like your man box to where, okay, I'm going to give you a few minutes to be by yourself. Mm-hmm. It was maybe 15 minutes, you know, cause you'd change your clothes, yeah. wash your hands, get ready for food. You know, right. I'm, I, I'm, I, I love cooking. So uh-huh. I'd always have like a nice hot meal for you, uh-huh. but I knew that you needed some time right. to just come home and like Defaults. detox from the just day. Four minutes. Yeah, just for a minute. Like, okay, now leave daddy alone now. Let you go to the room. Mm -hmm. And I knew about 15 minutes later, you'd come out and Mm -hmm. you'd be ready to play with Mm -hmm. the kids. You could sit down, eat dinner. We'd have family dinner. But um, I feel like at least I knew that part about you. Yeah, 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 very true. Why is it so important that a man just kind of like do nothing? Like just have some time to himself? Because there's some wives, I hear wives say, well, you know, he just wants to sit down in front of the TV and stare at it. Or he just wants to play the video game and stare at it. Or he just has to watch the TV, you know, like the game. And not, now you can do that in, ex, in excess and it's just terrible, you know. Don't, but I'm talking about that like hour, you know, that you, that, or like that you just need to sit there and kind of do nothing. Well, you're talking about a man's nothing box. They're and, nothing uh, box. Yeah, I remember that from back in the day. I don't know. Who it was a comedian. No, it was a, a it was a preacher. Really? Had like a marriage thing. Uh huh. Uh huh. He, he was talking about like how all men have like a nothing box mm-hmm. where they just want to sit there and think about nothing. Nothing. Now, why that is, I'm not sure. Um, maybe it's just the amount of decisions. Like for me, let me just talk of me. I, mm-hmm. You know, I have so many decisions to make. If I step in church, everybody's pulling on me. If I step in the office, everybody's pulling on me. If I step in my house, everybody's pulling on me. It's almost like you just want to sit in the car for a minute before you go in, mm-hmm. just so that I don't have to answer a question or a problem. So sometimes I'll come in and you'll just be like, the kids this and the kids that and the kids this, and it just feels like such a projection. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like, just give me a second because of the things. Yeah. And that's not saying that a woman doesn't have the same things. It's just like, all I can say is for me, that I'm better if I can just have a moment of solitude. I don't know if it's an introvert thing or extrovert thing or if it's just a man thing, but um, I, that would be my my yeah. thought on that. Yeah. yeah, I get it. But you know what the scripture says in Genesis 2.18? It says, it's not good that man should be alone. I will make him a help meet for him. Mm. And can you just talk to women about what that means to mm-hmm. you? What does it mean to be like a helper? Because I don't know if every wife has completely embraced the fact that biblically I'm called to try to help. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I love it. Uh I, I think, you know, when, when God called the wife a help meet or Mm -hmm. a helper, Mm -hmm. um, I think we need to take on that identity. Like I take on that identity. This is, this is 
who I am, part of who I am. Mm-hmm. I'm called to be a helpmeet to my husband. And so for me, that just means to, um, I used to, our pastor used to say this back in the day, and I just adopted it as well, is that, you know, I want to fit you like a tailor-made suit. Mm. You know, like what you like, I'm going to like it too. What you want to do, I'm going to do it with you, baby. You're not mm. going to do this alone. I'm here with you. Wow. Um, and um, Or she, she would say this, I'm, I'm going to fit him like a glove. Yeah. And um, I just took that to heart. Yeah. And I just want... I'm the kind of woman like I am. Maybe I'm old fashioned, maybe I'm um, traditional, but I like to say that I'm biblical. Uh I just like to, I love to serve my man. Like what you want, like Uh I love to cook. Uh Um, Serving is kind of one of my love language. I like to do love languages. I like to do things Uh for people. And so for me, you know, I just like to be there for you. Uh, Uh Early in marriage, you used to like basketball Uh where you just still, you love basketball now. I was never a basketball girl. I kind of knew football girl, Uh football. I went to football games and things like that in college, Mm -hmm. but I adjusted. So I just like, okay, he loves basketball. I'm going to love basketball. And I sat down, I learned the game. Um, and now we're basketball fans and we go to games together and our children love that like basketball, all of that. Um, just, I think I took it, I made it personal Mm -hmm. and made it my business. And I think that every wife can step into that, even if Mm -hmm. she feels like, well, I'm not a servant that way and I need help myself. Mm -hmm. No, but God has a calling on your life. Mm -hmm. And if you just say yes to it, there is a way that you can start to be focused on your husband. Absolutely. I'm telling you, it'll be a great benefit to you. His grace is sufficient. But it's not just you serving me, it's also me serving you. So when I see you serving me that way, I want to turn around and serve you that way. And I think that's when relationships get really good, Mm -hmm. that it's not, I want to help you. So a lot of what I do when the scripture says, um, I should love you like Christ loved the church. Well, inside of that is me serving you and giving back to you. Mm -hmm. And that's why marriage works is because you're always trying to help me and take Mm -hmm. care of me. And I'm trying to take care of you. It gets off when you're starting to do your own thing. Yeah. We become selfish. Well, I think you talked about, you said that I might have more security Uh than what other women have. Um, I don't know if that's true or not, but here's where a lot of my security comes from. And the fact that I, I know that I'm a good help meet for you. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying I'm the best, Mm -hmm. but I know that I'm a good help meet for you. Meaning that I know Mm -hmm. that my man Mm -hmm. is getting all of his needs met at home. Mm -hmm. If he's hungry, I feed him. Mm -hmm. If he Want sex, I give it to him. Mm-hmm. If he wants to watch the game, okay, baby, let's watch the game. I mean, like, your needs are being provided for at home. He's mm-hmm. eating good at home, so I know I am not concerned I about you going hear, anywhere else. I hear the flesh of another woman like, I ain't going to do all that. Well, that's why your marriage ain't that's all what, that. Yep. You have to sow there before you go there. And she has sowed a seed over 23 years to where now I want to do the same for her. Mm-hmm. And it's vice versa. Well, yeah, we serve each other. We give to one another. We do things. But this is about what every woman (laughs) should know about a man. man So we'll talk about that part later. But as for me and me being a wife, like Uh I want to be like, I'm just that like, let's take being parenting. Uh-huh. No, I'm like, I'm gonna be a good mom to yeah. my kids. Like whatever my kids need, like I'm there. Right. I'm, I'm always tempted to be the helicopter mom, but I got too much wisdom to do that. You know what I mean? I pull off of them, but I'm the same thing. Like if it's a pastor, whatever I'm doing, I'm gonna do it to the best. So if I'm going to call myself a uh-huh. wife, you best believe I'm gonna take care of my man. Like don't play with my man. What you need, baby. I got you. Uh-huh. Like, it's just, I didn't realize when I we opened up this topic that we could probably talk about this for a few hours hours. Mm-hmm. You know, I got I got a couple more points that I need to go through, but I think we hit a vein and maybe we'll come back here again. But I'll give them number four. Okay. All right. 
what what a, what a woman needs to know about a man. He doesn't need another mo- mother or boss. Mm. He needs a helper, an encourager, and a best friend, a cheerleader. Yeah, yeah. And this is a huge temptation to make the man like another one of your kids. Mm. Somebody you got to cook for, somebody you got to clean up after. But he is not that. And so <laughs> <laughs> there is a division of labor. There are things that have to get done. We all have a part to play. But the last thing a man needs is another mother. You're right. You know, I'm laughing because every once in a while I'll haul off and treat you like one of the kids. Mm-hmm. And um, I will check it it's quick. why I love you, though, because you will let me know before. I mean, you just got to look like something. But it's so easy to do mm-hmm. because, uh, you know, I come at work. I'm, I'm at work. I'm doing whatever. Do this, do that. You know, like you're meeting, you, you know, you're just handling your business. Right. You know what I mean? Bossing throughout the day. Mm-hmm. Get the kids. I pick up the kids from school. I bring them home. Right. Hey, homework, teachers, track, soccer, like all this just still running. Mm-hmm. I come home. I see you, babe. I need dit, 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 dit. And you'll look at me like, um, yeah. who are you talking to? <laughs> right. And I know immediately now, but I think it's funny, but I, I will do that sometimes. But yeah, I don't. Yeah, he, uh, the man doesn't need another mother. No. He wants a wife. Yeah. He wants a helpmate, mm-hmm. a cheerleader, mm-hmm. an encourager, a confidant, mm-hmm. a comforter, a counselor, a consoler. Mm-hmm. It sounds like the Holy Ghost, but mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's what, you know, that's what yeah. he needs. I'll give you number five. This is what a man needs. Um, he needs to feel honored and he needs to feel respected. Mm. You know, years ago when we first got into marriage ministry at the church we came out of, Um, The pastor went over Ephesians 5.33. It says, each of you must love his wife as he loves himself, and the wife must respect her husband. And he built off of that, like his needs, her needs, Uh like she needs love, but he needs respect. Mm -hmm. Now, I know we both need love and we both need respect, but I think it's an interesting play to know that the man probably needs to feel more honored and respected mm-hmm. than a pro- than a God has made a woman to need. Like a man needs like his ego stroke. Yeah. A man needs to know that I'm the king of the castle. Yeah. And and almost women can hear that. Like, why do you? Why do I need? Because we don't get it. Uh-huh. We don't get it. We will be like, okay, uh-huh. call me whatever, but I don't care. You yeah. know, like. Well, I feel like women hear that is like you're egotistical mm-hmm. and almost some women and wives feel like it's their job to keep their man humble and tear him down. Mm. And so they just almost like tear him down with mm-hmm. their words and the way they treat him. But that messes up the relationship Ooh. because God has hardwired a man that he gets fueled by respect yeah. and honor. Yeah. So if, even if he goes out and he works um, a job that he cannot stand, He's getting into a manhole. He comes home. He drives Uber or Lyft in the evening. He's trying to support for his family. And if you have to make that dude, when he comes home, feel like he is the president of the United States of America, he should feel like he won a he's Nobel the king Prize. Of his castle. He should be able to go out and the world's going to beat him down and tell mm-hmm. him that he's nothing and he'll never get anywhere. He'll never get out of debt. Mm-hmm. But when he comes home, the atmosphere that the wife has the mm-hmm. ability to create will do nothing but move him ferociously into vision mm. or kill him mm. trying. And it's really based upon the wife's revelation that I'm going to do Ephesians 5.33 as unto the yeah. Lord. And so I think you've done a good job of that. Can mm-hmm. you give a woman any keys? Um, like why would a woman want to disrespect her man and mm-hmm. dishonor her man? Mm-hmm. And then what have you done 
to kind of make sure that you've done that. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, yeah, I, it, well, it's what you just said, just knowing that that is how God wired a man right. that, that, and, and I think about it as like, you know, we praise God. Now yeah. men are not, you know, we're not worshiping you, uh-huh. but we praise God. We say, God, you are holy. You're worthy of our praise. There's no one else like you. Yeah. And that praise is for us, uh-huh. but it does something like, you know, God doesn't need our praise, but you were create. we were created in his image and his likeness. You know what I mean? And so I don't know. I just connect that to the man and how God put it in you Uh because God didn't necessarily put it in the man to be a nurturer, but Uh God's called the all breasted one, but he gave that to the woman. But I think this honor thing, he put that in the man Uh and it's some way that somehow you feed off of that. And for me, um, I do everything as unto the Lord. So when I honor my man, I'm honoring the Lord because, you know, I'm honoring his, his, his son. Um, but some ways that I implement that in our home and, you know, even with our children, cause kids will run you wild. Like, you know, you just got to get, put the kids in check too. Let's put it that way. But, um, it's just that, you know, when you come home, the kids celebrate when daddy comes home, we don't let daddy walk in the door and they just going to sit there and watch TV. No, you get right, up, right. you give daddy a kiss, you right. give daddy a hug. Hey, welcome home, daddy. How was your day? Yeah. And then you can go about your business, but you acknowledge yeah. that your father has walked in the door. Yeah. Um, we do things like, you know, sit, sit, sit at the table. This is daddy's seat. He sits at the head of the table. Get out, <laughs> get out the seat. Okay. <laughs> this is where daddy sits. Like, um, why are you sitting there? And we we do things like, okay, well, daddy gets the first plate of food. They always um, will come up and I will make, I, I like to serve my man, like I said, so I make him a plate of food. Yeah. And so often the kids will come and say, oh, mommy, is that mine? I'm like, no, it's daddy's. Oh, you know, so they already know. I don't even know why they ask me, honestly. But I give you a plate of food. Um, last pe- Here's in my house. Now, you know, you, everything's to each his own. But when I bake a cake... The kids come and they eat everything. But we all know that daddy gets the last piece of cake in the house. They know wow. you best not eat the last piece of pie yeah. cake, the last cookie, because the last one is daddy's. I did not realize until now, and I think you have more, mm-hmm. how much you've built honor and respect mm-hmm. into the culture of our home. Thank you for that. All right. Yeah. But it, it just makes you feel good because you know how much I'm trying to do to provide mm-hmm. for my family and be a great father. And many times I feel like I suck. Yeah. I don't feel like I'm yeah. a, a great pastor. I don't feel like I'm a great father. I don't feel like I'm a great husband. Mm-hmm. But the fact that you would build that, it gives me fuel to continue to want to be mm-hmm. who God's called me to be. Well, the enemy's job is to tear you down. Yeah. All day, every day. Mm-hmm. He wants to tear you down uh-huh. and you're fighting thoughts just like I'm fighting thoughts. Right. And um, my job is to say, not in this house as for me and my house we're gonna serve the lord and we're gonna do what the lord says well i'm happy to announce that ken's nights are back ken's nights are back officially for those of you all who do not know what we're talking about in the beginning of our marriage she would have a ken's night (laughs) where she would give me a manicure a pedicure and soak my feet and make me my favorite food and man i came home man last month and there was a massage table delivered and so we've had two Ken's nights. That's a full body one massage. One in January, for your boy. one in February. We'll Is get it a monthly one thing? Go. It's a monthly Let's thing. Let's go. Let's go. And like I'm like, man, at the end of the day, I know she's had a, lo- a long day, and I get this full body massage, and she putting it in it, man. I'm talking about like this ain't no 30 minute massage. This is like 60, yes. 70 minutes, like detail to the thing. Favorite food, chocolates by the bed, water. I'm like, when you get treated like that as a man, I'm like, ask whatever you want. Your dreams. I want to see him come to pass. Your wish is my command. 
So anyway, we can tell you more about how to do Ken's night, Steve's night, whoever you're married to at another show. But we love you guys. We're out of time for today. Thank you so much for tuning in to Doing Life with Ken and Tabitha. We are sharing our life with you, the good, the bad, the ugly, and everything in between. We pray that it's a blessing to you and adding great value to your relationship. If it is, you got to let us know because your encouragement encourages us. Leave a great review, comment, like, but make sure you share this. There's also a subscribe button or a download button for our podcast and also our YouTube channel. We release new content every Tuesday and Thursday. We want you to be the first to get it. We love you guys so very much. Thank you so much for tuning in again today to Doing Life with Ken and Tabitha. Peace. Peace.